Yay, we're live. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Cannabis Mom Boss Show, where we empower others to safely and confidently come out of the quote-unquote green closet to modernize the perception of today's cannabis consumer while also teaching business and entrepreneurship skills to create your own unique career path, which gets me so excited. I could talk about this topic all day. <laughs> I am your host, Jenny Blaze, and today we are talking about the benefits of live streaming, like what we're doing right now, and the ins and outs of streaming live from YouTube, just the basics, essentially, um, to see if maybe this is something you want to explore. Um, or maybe you are you just started live streaming and maybe you're still getting used to it and you want to you want to know, you know, like, or just refresh some of your basic skills, skill set. <laughs> um, and then briefly, we're going to discuss the basics of hashtags. And I thought this was common knowledge because I remember like, maybe like, oh my God, I don't even know. This was on Facebook. So it must have been like at least a decade ago, but I posted something like, what even are hashtags? <laughs> they just started showing up one day because of Instagram, I think, and Twitter. Was it Twitter first or Instagram? I don't know. But they started showing up and I was like, no one taught me this. I don't understand. What does that mean? And why do people decide to use hashtags? And then how do we decide to use them strategically for, you know, for good. Like Glinda, the good witch. Um, so yeah, we'll discuss that. But I, before we go into that, I want to make sure I remind you all not to, <laughs> not to forget to subscribe and turn on notifications to my channel so you don't miss our live sessions. We are live for Cannabis Mom Boss every Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern. Um, and I've been saying this for the last few weeks, unless there's a holiday. And uh, Christmas is coming up. So next week, I am not going to go live, but I do have a new episode for audio podcast listeners. And I'll include the link to the full interview on YouTube in my show notes, it's with Charali Patel of Blaze Responsibly and Blaze Law Firm. Also, she's now um, a new instructor at Rutgers in their brand new cannabis law curriculum. This is like legit. She got this started and her backstory is just so amazing. She is a boss, a cannabis boss. She's amazing. I talk about her all the time. I just love her. Um, so I'll be releasing that next week um, and dropping the link in the show notes if you want to catch up on that. And um, as always, if you miss my live streams, like I'm doing right now, um, you can watch the replay on YouTube or listen to the audio podcast on Apple Spotify or Google Podcasts. I'm finding like there's definitely a different audience 
when it comes to YouTube versus podcast listeners. And I respect both. So I always want to make sure that I'm like covering my bases. Because <laughs> both formats are very important in my opinion. Anyways, um, I also want to remind you all that we have the upcoming 2023 Cannabis Mom Boss Manifestation Workshop where we'll go through activities and exercises to assess ourselves, visualize what we want in life, what we truly want. And I'll help establish an actionable plan for you all to dominate 2023. And I just dropped the pre-sale link. It's available now. I was going to wait till the end, but I guess I can show. Hold up. I'm doing this live. Showing a slide. Whoop, whoop. Cannabis Mom Boss Manifestation. And like I said, I put the link for the pre-sale, which ends December 29th. So make sure that you get in before then because look at all this. I did all this so that you guys can just streamline and not have to worry about the details I will walk through it all with you, and it's going to be amazing. Um, all right. Where are we? I don't even know. I'm following my notes, but – oh, yes. Also, <laughs> I smoked real quick before I jumped on. But also, if you are a Bravo TV lover, you may know that I am the Blaze, Jenny Blaze, behind Bravo and Blaze which is live on Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern on this same YouTube channel, but also on Facebook and Twitter. The audio podcast is available on Apple, Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. And the handle for Bravo and Blaze is at Bravo and A-N-D Blaze. On all social media platforms, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, Twitch, I'm going to talk about Twitch a little bit today. Um, YouTube, obviously. It's from live streaming right now. Snapchat, but don't message me there, please. I just I use it for the filters. Full transparency. Um, Pinterest, too. I actually am going to start ramping up my Pinterest at some point. It's like maybe that's part of my goal. I need to still walk through mine like fully before we start our course. So... <laughs> <clears throat> Excuse me. Also, I feel like because we're in the holiday season, people's routines are kind of out of whack. Either you're traveling or maybe you have people coming in from out of town. Um, so maybe you don't have a chance to listen to your podcast, your usual podcast. Or maybe you're new because you're traveling, you're like, I listen to all my podcasts, so what's next? And hopefully you stumbled on Cannabis Mom Boss. Um, or if you're here and you love Cannabis Mom Boss, please share so that we can um, have new people join our community because I think we need this group of strong women. You don't have to be a woman or a mom, but... 
or even use cannabis, really. But this is a safe place to, you know, really motivate each other and be the best version of ourselves and make some money. So before I go into the questions that I got from the last week, I want to give a mom update. So far since um, we started the show, my kid got suspended for buying an edible in school and taking it at school. It was not for me. Thank God. So scared. So like it's been a roller coaster, right? Um, At first I was like, she's not going to do varsity wrestling. Then it's like, okay, she can do varsity wrestling. Then she get and there's like this whole situation with her group of friends and i'm just like i'm exhausted from her drama but then she got student of the month <laughs> like what kind of operation are we running but then then i i swear This girl is really testing me. I get a phone call from the guidance counselor who tells me that he wants to like set up a plan because Mia's grades. Oops, I started again. (laughs) Whatever. Her grades are so bad. And I didn't check because I'm like, we're doing this already. Like we we're just back in school. Like we're still trying to catch up, you know, whatever. And I look at it and I'm like, oh, my God, it's so bad. (laughs) So bad. So bad. Like I've never seen anything worse pretty much my life for myself and it's just like weird to see it with my own child it's very weird um so then we have like a whole meeting on the phone about like an action plan like okay so should she take this class that she's in that she's it's like an accelerated class I think she gets high school credit or college credit I don't know something like that. Um, But I'm always like, yes, do the harder thing. Like you will get more out of it. Even if you don't come out like number one, it's always a better option than going like the safe route and just being like mediocre or like getting an A. Like, wow, you could have done so much more. Like (laughs) not trying to downplay, you know, getting an A, but I'm ambitious. I'm I'm a boss. Sorry. This is how I roll. Um, So I'm talking to her guidance counselor about this whole action plan. I'm like, geez, Jesus, Mary Cosby. Ugh. All right. So we have a plan. Then she comes home or I pick her up from practice and she's like, guess what? I won the contest. I won first place in the contest for this D D and E or I don't even know what it's called. It's like design and drawing engineering. Maybe. I don't know. Um, but even when she was suspended, she like did a little project for me for my bookshelf. <laughs> and I was impressed. So I was like, that's why I was like, I don't know why. Why are we having this phone call? And then the next day, the therapist calls me. I guess she must have had like something on the her checklist of like, make sure you go through goals for all your your people or whatever with their parents. And I'm like, oh my God, what? So it was like I had to do a whole session, essentially. Um, Yeah. 
It's just too much. She's 13 and it's like, oh, okay. And then I also want to share my experience going to her wrestling tournament. So if you, if any of you have followed my journey through BravoCon, um, you may know that I do not like big crowds. I use, I use cannabis because I have anxiety. I don't like to be in, um, areas like confined areas, um, where people are like breathing on each other. Like, I just don't like that life. <laughs> and so my kid had her first varsity wrestling tournament. I've never been to one. Like I've seen them walk around in school when I was younger, but like, I don't know anyone who ever wrestled. And so I'm like, I walk in, it's super crowded. Don't forget. I have two toddlers okay and you have to like contain them because they'll just run out onto the wrestling mats there's like i think there were like maybe six wrestling mats and everyone like there was no room so we had to like sit on the floor like up near the wrestling ring or whatever you call it I'm like damn so um and i just because i like get panicky and I get overwhelmed. I actually pulled out the Grace Lily, G Lily vibes, and I did the rock star walk. I just that I'm that's my go-to, I think, for now on. It helps with anxiety 100 percent because I just didn't look at anyone, didn't look at anything, and just walked. Um, it was, it was really, uh, it felt good actually. And, um, also I don't even have like a vape pen right now for emergencies. I've been living on the edge. I need to go get a new cart. Um, but then someone like tapped me who knew me. I was like, oh my God, <laughs> panic, panic. Like I'm having anxiety. And it's someone, it's a parent from my kid's Taekwondo because my kid got a black belt. We were like Taekwondo, a Taekwondo family, but not like we weren't hardcore about it. We were just like, we're supportive. And it was great because it worked out with like our work schedules because of the way it was like after school care and Taekwondo. And they made sure they studied and they're, they're Korean, right? So like my mom's Korean, they are disciplined they're all about respect. Um, you have to bow when you like walk onto the mat and everything. So like actually now thinking about it, wrestling is very similar to Taekwondo. And I guess a lot of the people who did Taekwondo are now because we didn't all go to the same school and now we're all playing each other's schools now that they're like older. So now we're seeing, you know, the families and um, I forgot her name but I know her and I love her and I love her family. And I'm just like, Oh my God, they have the cutest family. I know she has her and her husband did Taekwondo. And I think they're black belts. And then they had a son and a daughter who were black belts. And like every time you do a black belt ceremony or whatever, they would like, there's always like a motivational part to it from like master young or whatever. And he'd be like, you know, there'd be some lesson, like very Mr. Miyagi, but make it Korean and make it Taekwondo. But anyways, um, 
So uh, also she had COVID or she, she said, COVID, I don't know. She didn't have a mask on. I was just like, I think it's just at this point, forget about it. Like, I don't know. I have all these children that are all over the place. Like, I don't think you can get away from germs, but anyway, so um, I'm just like, okay, uh, we were late and she still hadn't even like done her first match. So we're there. I'm like, yes, we're here for the first match of her life. And it's varsity. Like this is very Friday night lights, I guess, or something. I don't know. I was just like trying to keep it together and not like have a panic attack. Um, but then I guess she, my kids are crying and I didn't know this. Like she was crying somewhere else. Cause like she was all over the place. And, um, then when I saw, her, I was like, what? I was so confused. When I saw her cry. I was shook. I'm literally shaking. Um, I was like, why is my kid scared? Like in my mind, I'm like, this girl has a black belt. She's in amazing physical shape. She could kick my ass. I don't like to, you know, admit that, but she could. Um, she has younger brothers, like slightly younger, like a couple, like a month younger, um, her stepbrothers. And like, sh there's, she could probably take them too. I, well, she could. I know she could. But I'm just like shocked that my kid is crying. <laughs> I thought, you know, like, I don't know. I just felt like my confidence, maybe like, I don't know. I guess I just expected her to have that same kind of confidence, which I don't have like the best confidence, by the way. Like before this, before I went live, I noticed like I have to pee at least three times before I go live. It's really weird. But um, whatever, I'm going down a tangent. My kid is crying. And so I'm like, I like took her time. I'm like, hey. I'm like, what's going on? She's like, I'm just panicking because she, they put her in because of the weight class situation, which I don't like about wrestling. Like I have issues about like body image and like what we're teaching our children and all that. And like, I get it at the same time. Like it does make sense for wrestling, but with our culture, you know, it could spiral and like, it's just a very fine line. So anyways, um, she was crying because she was like the lightest in her class weight. And she had to go against a girl who was like way bigger or something or weighed like 10 pounds heavier or something. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. So I was like, girl, this is, I'm like, you absolutely can do this. You are a black belt. You can probably kick my butt. I did admit to her that one time I was like, I know that you can kick your brother's butts. Like, I don't even understand right now why you're upset. And, you know, like I just start hyping her up because I would want someone to do that for me if I was in that situation, which I have. I've, I've had nerves before. We all do. Right. I mean, that's normal. So Anyway, she wrestles and she wins her first match. Um, but then we had to leave because I had my two-year-old is like a monster right now. She's just in that phase. And I don't know. I really like – but one funny thing I have to say. Okay, I didn't know the rules about wrestling. 
And they kept like tapping with a pool noodle, literally a pool noodle, tapping like the ref sometimes. I was like, what is happening? Is this like standard practice? What, like, do they make sure everyone has a standard pool noodle in the wrestling rules? Like, this is an ancient, <laughs> this is an ancient sport. Why are there pool noodles involved? Um, but the kids did, they didn't know either. And they're just like, yeah, that's really, I don't know. So I'm dying to know what the ancient Greeks did instead of using pool noodles. But also, um, I have to give props to the coach, like any coach period, but like a coach for young kids, there's like a different level of respect <laughs> because, I don't know how they have the patience, but I was dying because I, again, I've never been to a wrestling match. I see my kid win. I'm like, we had this moment. I'm like, yay. I like almost wanted to cry. And then the coach, my husband's like, we have, they're trying to talk to her. I was like, oh, okay, sorry. And so I stepped back and two coaches, this short young woman and this guy, he's probably younger than me. Um, but probably dad age, whatever. And they just, they're like the coaches of the same school, but like different teams. Like she does the varsity girls and he does like JV boys or something. And all of a sudden they just get down on the ground full out there. And their eye contact was dead on with my kid. And they were so focused and they were like, you got an extra, get in it. Like doing all this stuff. I was like, I couldn't help, but laugh so hard. I could not stop laughing because not because I was laughing at them, but I was just like, oh my God, this is like so intense and they're so into it. And like, even though I'm not in that world, I appreciated every second of that whole experience. So I'm glad I overcame my anxiety, my uh, crowd anxiety, because that was a cool moment. Um, also, from my mom updates, my like I said, my two-year-old's a monster. Like, I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> Not it being her, but like, I don't want to talk about her and I don't want to talk about it, the whole situation. My four-year-old is just like the most precious right now. And like, I remember kind of, not really, I don't know. It's hard for me to remember when my oldest was like that. It's like kind of fuzzy, which is making me sad because I think it was because I drank back then. And I don't remember those days as much. And also because I was in like survival mode as a state or not say home as a single mom and like that was one of the reasons why I was like, I don't want to ever be in the corporate world and I need to be an entrepreneur because I need to be there for my children during these moments because you only get them once. And Christmas through a four-year-old's eyes is so beautiful. Like my father got them advent calendars every day. We're like going through them. I've been I'll admit I've been abusing my power a little bit. I've been using Santa for like almost everything. I'm like, you want me to tell Santa? You want me to tell Santa? <laughs> Do you want presents? Do you want presents, basically? But no, not that aggressive. Um, but I'm not like some like 
Leave it to Beaver. What's her name? Cleaver lady. <laughs> I'm real, people. Okay. So she's so cute. But then I was like, oh, my God. I feel so bad. I feel so, so bad every time we do this. Like, why are we lying and, like, making them think it's okay for a man to break into their home at night? It's just so wrong. So I was like, there's got to be a better way. I was just like brainstorming, you know, brainstorming and smoking or whatever. I was like, what if we change the Santa narrative? Okay. Just bear with me on this. Let's say we change the Santa narrative. We make Santa the bad guy. And then we become the heroes. We say Santa's a creep, a predator. Told me we don't want Santa to get in here. I mean, we don't want to instill fear, but you know, like we can, we could, you know, like massage it in a way <laughs> that's not so scary, but is effective so that they're like, okay, stranger danger, right? Like Santa's bad. Getting candy from this man is bad. Don't go with the strange man. And then look. Mom and dad come in and save the day with presents somehow. I don't know. I, I, this is We're in exploratory phases of this conceptual idea, so it'll continue to evolve. I'm just saying. All right. I need to get on to what we came here to talk about. Okay. So, and I see... I see y'all on here. Hello, Serafina. Hello, Jeff Lewis Obsessed. Hello, hello. Love you guys. Okay, so these questions come from some of you and then some people who are on Instagram or on, you know, Twitter. Um, this one came from a buddy. I don't know if I'm supposed to say their name, so I'll just, I'll just say it. Okay. Can you tell me the benefits of YouTube Live as it relates to ease, simulcast options, and interaction like comments, bringing guests on, etc.? Yes, yes, yes. I can tell you all those things. Um, and then the second one is someone tweeted, how does one get followers on Instagram? My Instagram is so dry. And I like I mentioned I mentioned hashtags and then that went down a spiral. And like a whole thread of where I realized people don't know what hashtags are or like the basics of hashtags on social media. So if we get time, I hope we get time. We'll squeeze it in. We'll squeeze it in. Okay. So benefit before I get into like the details of YouTube live streaming, I'm going to talk about the benefits of live streaming as a whole in general for any content creator. And that term content creator is kind of loose because <laughs> literally like there's no genre that you could put it in. Like if you were to, if you were like filling out some form and there was like a drop down, hopefully someday there's a content creator, you know, value in that list. But until then, like, I feel like they try to separate it into like industry. And so they'll be like, oh, what kind of content creator are you? Or do you do music? Are you a gamer? Are you um, in health and fitness? You know, things like that. So if you're a content creator, 
like essentially you just you create content for people to consume and it could be for various reasons and be about various subject matters. Um, but what live streaming allows you to do as a content creator is to help build your community, your audience. It's in this world of, you know, like this fast paced world of social media, social media really is just like how you get their attention as they're walking by you. Like think of like the literal translation of what if we were to take technology and force like, you know, get rid of it, what do we have to do in replacement of that? We have to go old school. Right. And it's like, okay, you are just passing out flyers on the side of the, on the sidewalk or whatever. And you're just hoping you get like one who will actually read the flyer and then maybe take some kind of action. Right. And so those people, you don't want to be one and done with those people though. That that's like, that's your community. Those are the people who resonate with you, who have some have you have somehow gotten them. To, you've gotten their attention to the point where they're willing to take some action. And that is a huge, huge step. So if you're even considering live streaming, you've already you're already at a much accelerated pace than a lot of people are just starting. So. Just want to say, whoever is thinking of doing live streaming, like you absolutely can start with like zero following or whatever your qualms are. I'm sure they're just things that maybe like insecurities or something. And we can talk through those. <laughs> but the great thing about live streaming, you have you are starting to build a community where there's inclusivity. So I share a lot of personal things on my podcast and on my YouTube and all my platforms. And I really want to invite people to relate and to want to, you know, have their own journey where, you know, we help each other out. Like that's what a community is. Right. And it feels good to have that sense of community. I think as human beings in general, we all want to feel a part of something, right? So why not build a community? That's like, I love that. And especially with um, today with COVID and everything, virtual communities, I think are probably like the best answer <laughs> to avoid like any issues that I had going to the wrestling match. But Anyways, you can also, with live streaming, you can also make it interactive with chat or questions. You can, like right now, Serafina. I have never liked Santa. He watches you as you sleep. I was so confused as a kid. See, like that's fun interaction. And it's related to what I was just talking about. I was a little bit slow on, you know, reading it, but. Still, that's fun to hear, not only for me, I mean, it's fun for me, for sure, but as an, a viewer, you know, you're making the one-on-one -on -one connection, like, that's what you're looking for, right? So, also, as a live streamer, you can, I mean, this is like the equivalent of being like an old school content creator with like a new school vibe hear me out, theater or any kind of like live performance, that's like 
old school where people like people have respect for Broadway. They're like, wow, live show that's so coordinated and everything. You know, mine, mine is a little rougher on the edges, but whatever. That is like the true original art form, right? And doing that through using technology is like, you know, putting a old school twist on a new school vibe. So that's another reason I like live streaming. Um, you can also choose to edit after you go live. So you don't, the good thing about live streaming is you're getting all the content real time, but then on top of it, you have that available for anyone to view after you go live. So when you're not even around, they can still get more content. And then also you can edit that and chop it up or get creative with it and throw some flair in there, make it exciting. I mean, there's so many things you can do. Um, and the good thing about it is right now in luckily we are at a place where technology is a lot cheaper than it used to be. Don't forget, you know, the whole reason Hollywood existed back in the day was because the price of equipment like cameras and sound equipment that cost a lot. Not everyone could afford that, but now we're all carrying around computers with internet, Wi-Fi in our pockets. So anyone can do it now. Um, that accessibility, I think, is really great. But also it helps to expand your brand in general. Like the more long form content you can get out there, the more you're helping your audience to trust you. And to know that they can, you know, rely on you, that you're not like some kind of phony or whatever. <laughs> there, I mean, that when I am working with someone, I absolutely want to know what kind of person they are. I don't want any like curveballs thrown at me in the last hour before we're supposed to execute something like, no, no, thank you. So it helps build trust. And I think loyalty too. If you are genuine and authentic and you relate to people and I mean, you're just being you, then there's nothing to hide. There's no like secret. <laughs> be yourself, be a good person. Um, and you absolutely can monetize. I think that's probably what everyone wants to hear. How do I monetize off of live streaming? So you can. And right now, I am not. I'll be transparent. I am not right now. On YouTube, you can after you hit 1,000 subscribers and 4,000 hours. Um, so then you start getting paid. I don't. I think it's based on your um, how many views you get, the length that people are staying on, and then also um, your actual audience. Like if they are, I don't know, in some kind of demographic that is worth more for some people. I don't know. It's like kind of sketchy actually now that I think about it. <laughs> but it's true. That's how it works. And then also different platforms have different features like super chats and stickers. Like people, I didn't know this. People pay to like send you a sticker. Pretty cool, actually. Like, I, I'm, like, thinking of all these kinds, different kinds of stickers that I want now, like, custom ones. Um, 
but yeah, or like a super chat. If you are interacting with someone live and they want their comment to be seen by you. And cause I mean, right now I have two people on. Okay. <laughs> Let's be honest. That's not that hard to manage, but if you have a large audience and you got even like 20 people is a lot, you might need to, if you have that capability and somebody is like, I need you to see this right now, they will pay for that. And I would, I, th I would it depends on what it is. Um, but also you can turn your live stream into almost like a live QVC. You can be like, hi, I have this product and this is for sale right now. And if you, Get in at this time, then this, you know, whatever. Like, just think back to QVC days. <laughs> You're essentially able to have your own QVC. That's amazing. Also, with long-form content, if you're live streaming, you can take your audio and get the transcript, upload that to YouTube, and then all of the words that you say on your live stream become part of your SEO, which is search engine optimization. And what that does is it creates a more enriched experience on in your web presence online. Because when you become, if you're a digital entrepreneur or you're looking to reach people virtually, you want SEO, you want to maximize your SEO as much as possible because the more keywords, the more links you have, the more people are linking to you, the more links you link out to reputable sites and things like that, the better. And that is because the number one website visited, I think it's like a billion visits. Uh, I don't know if it's like a day or a month. It's still like a lot, but um, it must be a day. It's got to be a day. I don't know. But Google is the number one website visited daily. And behind that, and this is going strong for a significant amount of time. Number two behind that is YouTube, which is owned by Google. And so I have never worked for Google or YouTube. So I don't know what's like in their code or anything like that. But what I've, from what I've read, and I haven't read everything, so who knows, there could be stuff I don't know. But from what I've seen, Google or YouTube uses the same search engine functionality that Google does. And instead of being like a social media platform like Instagram or Twitter or TikTok or any of those things, like YouTube is using your keyword, your actual true keywords to search and to display your content in a truer nature, what I'm finding, versus like Instagram's algorithm or Facebook's algorithm. And so YouTube, I think, is more powerful and I think it also is, I guess robust is the same as powerful. It's powerful, robust, and to me, in my opinion, a truer 
reflection of the actual overall scope of content that exists out there. Meaning you don't have to, like on Instagram, if you um, figure out their algorithm and start doing a bunch of reels or whatever, you can figure out how to grow your account really fast, right? Which is great. No shame in that. But also, like, you want real people to come to you. And, like, so for someone like me, I'm hating Instagram right now, by the way. I think that they are actually actively trying to hurt my account because I can't even see, like, when I comment on other people's posts, Oh my God, I just got a null on So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. Null. Oh my God, what? Did he do that or is that an error? Anyways, I'm paranoid. But when I click on, like if somebody replies to a comment that I made, I'll click on it and it says no post. And so I'm like, what the hell? I know there's a post like, and I have a notification for what this is ridiculous. So I went to the search feature and like found an account, found the account and then found their post and then found my comment that way and was able to see it. And I was like, these mofos are blocking me so hard. Like they have, to, and I'm still, yes, my growth has been it. By the way, at some point I would love to show the screenshots of my insights because in the last month, there was a hard, hard, hard dip. And it could be my own fault. It could be hashtags, actually, which I'll get into soon. But I just feel like YouTube is the best platform. If you're going to go with a platform, my personal digital philosophy is you should always own your own content and have your own domain, like your own URL or website, but that also is a lot of work and not everyone has the time for that. So if you need something to just get going, I highly recommend YouTube. And also, I don't know if this is true. I haven't confirmed this, but what I did hear, I think I heard it from Kempire actually. Um, he was saying that people who post similar content, like the more of us that join, like let's say one day, I don't know, everyone who loves to make macrame. I was in that community for a little bit. Let's say everyone who, who does macrame and makes content, they all decided to go to YouTube and start making content about macrame. You, I mean, hopefully – like, please use the standard rules, rule of thumbs. Like, don't copy content ever. Don't steal people's ideas. Don't, you know, like, be original and authentic. But, um, shoot, where was I going with that? Totally lost it because my throat kind of hurts right now. Oh, yeah. The more of those macrame content creators that come to YouTube – YouTube as a whole will start boosting that content more, all of ours, for new people. So we need to get over this, like, I feel like there used to be this culture of you're always competing. Like, I know my father's generation, I totally got that from his generation. Like, 
you have to wait for someone to die to get a certain position at work or whatever. And it's like, now we're at a place where I don't care about your position because I can make my own position. Oops, I'm almost hitting my microphone. I can make my own position doing whatever I want. And I don't need to fit into your position. No, no shame if anyone has like, you know, corporate job either. Because sometimes you do need to do that. Or it can help you in a lot of ways. If I didn't have my corporate experience, I wouldn't be able to be doing this right now. So anyways, I easily get sidetracked. Um, so I wanted to show something. <clears throat> if I had more time, I would have better presentations for you guys. But I wanted to show how you go live on YouTube. So on YouTube, there's a, if you have an account and I think you have to be Google verified and I think you have to have at least 50 subscribers. But once you get that feature enabled, then you just, when you log into your YouTube, either your YouTube channel or your YouTube studio, you should be able to see a create button at the top right near your account settings. <clears throat> excuse me <laughs> um so that's if you're doing it if you wanted to go live on like a desktop you know if you're using the actual website if you wanted to do it on your phone i just took a little screenshot for you guys in this little presentation here but when you go and open your youtube You'll see at the bot, like if you're on your phone and you open the YouTube app, you'll see at the bottom there's a home, short, subscriptions, and what is this, library? Um, there's icons at the bottom, but in the middle there's a plus with a circle around it, and that's where you can click. And then over here to the right on my slide, you'll see you have all these options to create a short video, which is the same as like an Insta Instagram reel or a TikTok. You can also upload a video that you already have on your device. You can go live by yourself by clicking go live and it'll, it'll prompt you to um, put in details about your live just the way that it would if you're on a desktop. Um, but this new feature that I think is super cool, which I have not even tried out yet, is this go live together option. I think that is so cool. Um and I can't wait to try it out. And if any of you try it out or have tried it out, let me know how it goes. Or maybe we can do a live together if our schedules work out. Um, but one other thing I wanted to mention, um, our third-party, like, simulcast options, right? So let me make sure I answer the question all the way. Can you tell me the benefits of YouTube Live as it relates to ease? Okay, so YouTube Live is, like I, I just showed you, it's very simple. Just go in and go live as long as you have, you know, the requirements. Um, same with like Instagram. If you have an account, you go in, you click live and then you're live. Um, and same with TikTok. But however, I, I guess there's like there's this question of where do I want to go live? Right. Is it better to go on YouTube? Is it better to go on Instagram? Can you do both? Should I do both? 
And I would say my recommendation is to go live in as many places as possible. I actually, I was too late to do it today, but I've been trying to go live on Instagram while I go live on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook because um, I have a third-party streaming platform that I use. It's a tool. So you can um, download it. There's a free version, and then there's like paid versions and different tiers. But essentially, you can add multiple destinations to where you want to um, go live. And there is a... One thing I want to mention about that, not every platform um, has the capability to stream to every other platform, meaning, okay, so I use StreamYard. I also have ReStream, R-E, Stream. Um, so those are two options you can use. Another thing that I've used before, which I was able to stream Actually, I was able to do really cool stuff, but I'm not sure if it was, I think I might've hacked it and I don't, I'm not going to teach people how to hack stuff. Um, but OBS is another tool that you can use, which is actually free. Um, however, similar to like, if you have a WordPress blog or something, that might be a little bit more work than like a Wix or, you know, another platform or something where it might be easier to just like their user interface might be easier or whatever. So with OBS, it's very, a very powerful tool. You can do lots of things. Um, I was able to have, actually, I was able to do exactly what I'm doing here right now in this stream, but with, um, StreamYard, you can, with certain subscription levels, you can stream to multiple destinations. So right now I'm streaming to Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. I could choose different destinations like Twitch, um, but StreamYard does not allow you to go live to Instagram yet. I'll say yet because they might have it in their plan. Who knows? But regardless, um, so I think for me, again, YouTube, I think, is the best platform being that it's the most robust and powerful. But also from a monetization standpoint, I truly believe that YouTube is the most, uh, what's the right word, um, easiest, is it easiest? It's not easy. But it's feasible. Um, yeah, YouTube, I think, is the only platform, if you want to consider it to be a social media platform, it's the only one where you can literally make money just from creating content. content. Like just going live or just making a video on your own, on your computer or on your phone and uploading it and then walking away. Like that's... A lot of people, that's some people's dreams. Like, I don't know if that's what I want to do. Maybe someday. I'm not sure. We'll have to see. Um, but yeah, I believe anyone can do that. And okay, where are we? <laughs> oh, another reason I think YouTube is amazing is because of the analytics. I think the analytics that YouTube provides are the 
are the best as far as being able to tailor your strategy in um, for your videos, not just going forward, but like prior videos. You can go back and like edit things and make it more optimized for searching and things like that. Um, yeah, I think I've talked about live streaming enough. <laughs> Someone said, but is it decent money though? It depends that, like I said, it depends on who your audience is and how much, how much traffic you get. Um, oh, I do have some recommendations and tips for, um, ways to get started. So as far as equipment goes, the most basic thing you need is a microphone and a camera, whether it's like the most high tech camera or microphone or not, it doesn't matter. Just have something to start with. And then just as important or equally as important, I think is having a place, a setup of your own that is quiet so you can have good sound. Um, but then also is, aesthetically pleasing and or basic so that you don't have any distraction because people get distracted very easily. Um, and another thing, I think that it's important that you show up um, and put your best foot forward just as far as like grooming yourself and like you don't have to have glam done, but like you should have brushed your hair at least, you know, like, you know, dress the way that you would want. I'm not a good example right now because I'm wearing like bodysuit and leggings with a denim shirt. <laughs> um, you want to, it's where it's the holidays. Okay. I'm busy, but <laughs> you want to try to show up, you know, with your best foot forward and show that you have respect for yourself. Otherwise, you know, if you don't have respect for yourself, who's going to respect you? Um, and it's nothing to say with like what your actual appearance, physical appearance looks like, like just get it together. <laughs> um, oh my gosh, you can totally do a mom bun. Yes, you can. So, if you're going to do a mom bun, though, just make sure that, like, it's not, like, crazy. Like, brush your hair. Like, maybe do a little hairspray and, like, flatten down some flyaways. Like, just look like you actually put in some effort. <laughs> um, But also make sure you're comfortable. I think that's also very, very important. So let me talk about hashtags real quick because we're running out of time. I should have probably just made that a separate um, video, but <sighs> we're doing our best here. Anyway, so, okay, with hashtags, somebody was like, how do I um, grow my Instagram? And I said, don't use banned hashtags. And that's when things started going. People were like, what are banned hashtags. And I was like, wait, what? I thought this was common knowledge. So forgive me if I don't realize that some things are not common knowledge. Um, and I'm happy to explain. So a banned hashtag, I guess 
And this is where I think YouTube is better than Instagram because I don't think YouTube, not I haven't heard, unless they're like really bad words, I don't think there's like that much banning going on as far as hashtags go on YouTube. However, like I mentioned earlier, my Instagram, I think because I use hashtag cannabis mom boss or hashtag cannamom, that gets me in trouble. And so I've come to accept that. Like I do not, do not ever rely on one social media for anyone who's listening, like in general, but also I'm like, you know, what? I love Instagram. Like for me, I enjoy, that's my number one platform for me to consume and for me to engage, but it's not the only platform. Like I have one of my tweets about Heather Gay got like half a million views the other day. And that's way, way more, way more than I get on Instagram. So <clears throat> as much as like I put a, I probably like if I hired me <laughs> for me with a, you know, like no, like an unbiased view, I'd be like, you're wasting your time on Instagram. Like this is pointless. I mean, it's not pointless because like I still love it, but it, the return on investment, the amount of time that I put into Instagram is absolutely not getting me anything as far as like financial, financially. <laughs> so um, we can debunk any myths you guys want, but I don't know. When it all comes down to it, I like to ask, you know, like, okay, there's so many best practices, tips, tricks, techniques, industry standards, all that good stuff. But at the end of the day, what are we doing this for? And I think for the people who are successful and what is success, okay? I don't mean successful. They have a million followers or subscribers. Like to me, success is living your life financially independent so that you are comfortable enough to be creative and explore and start giving back to the world. <laughs> so I think if you're trying to create a career or a business or a brand around, you know, what you're doing or what you're passionate about, I think that you will have more success because then you are able to make real connections, emotional connections with people who are listening. And that's what it all comes down to is, and this goes for all marketing, advertising, whether it's digital or on a billboard. Oh my God, here I go again with the microphone. <laughs> so you have to remember that, like, think about the reasons why you are loyal to a brand. Like, what is it that you love about it? And why do you keep buying? Is it out of, like, I definitely am guilty of being a millennial who loves like instant gratification. Like Amazon was the best thing that was ever created for me. However, to me, Amazon is like for commodities, like things that I'm always going to need like cotton balls. <laughs> I ordered cotton balls the other day 
And my husband's like, why did you order these? Why didn't you just get them from the store? I'm like, why would I go to the store, spend my time and energy doing that when I need to, like, this is a regular thing. I'm always going to need cotton balls. Let me streamline my life in certain ways so that I can do the things that I'm passionate about and focus my my time and energy and money on businesses that I really feel strongly about that I want to support, whether it's a small business or a big business. And I will absolutely, you know, spend more on something from a small business that from an owner who I know versus trying to find something cheaper on Amazon. Like, it's not worth it to me if I know that I got good quality from this person and I know the person and I'm helping them and their business. Does that make sense? So how, like, how do you do this? How do you figure out what it is you're meant to do? That's like probably the hardest thing, right? And so for me, it's been all about figuring out who I am and what drives me and then creating a life around that. And that's essentially what I'm doing in the Cannabis Mom Boss Manifestation, which I can't wait to show you guys this new graphic. Booyah! Isn't it cute? I just did it this morning. <laughs> so the questions that I'm going to start asking you all is, you know, like, who are you? What makes you happy? Whether it, it could be like the smallest, smallest thing, like maybe it's your cup of tea or, you know, having quiet time or exercise. I don't know, whatever it is, like those things that bring you joy, you should be doing right. And, you know, you can't be like, oh, I like I like um, wearing makeup and I just want people to look at me and get paid for it. Like <laughs> you can do that, but you also have to figure out why are you doing that. So in the Cannabis Mom Boss Manifestation Workshop, you know, we're going to go through all these things so you can figure out how to manifest what you really want to do and make it into reality. And I have proven techniques and tools that I've used myself. So this is a whole framework that you can reuse for the rest of your life in anything that you want to do as far as the transformation goes. So who is this for? You don't have to be a cannabis consumer. You don't have to be a mom. You don't have to be a woman. You just have to be someone who wants to be a boss, meaning you're in control of your life. You are continuously improving yourself and making shit happen. <laughs> or maybe you're someone who's curious about doing things, you know, or curious about starting your own business, or maybe like you already are and you're doing things on your own and you don't have anyone, any, anyone to bounce your ideas off of, you know, this is a place where you can come and like, we can help you to figure out just to brainstorm these things. And this framework, like I said, can be applied to anything you want in your life, whether it's just getting started from scratch or maybe elevating your hobby to a business 
or taking your existing business and scaling it, expanding it, making it bigger, bigger, better. Um, and who is this not for? So, okay, this is not for anyone who is looking for shortcuts or an easy way out. This is not for anyone who's looking to become a millionaire overnight or even in a year. Like just you have to, I think the hardest part about this whole journey is figuring out who you are. And like <clears throat> in that journey, sometimes you have to confront some trauma or things that trigger you or weaknesses that you need to overcome so that you can get to the next level. And that's okay because you're a boss and you can do that. And it's okay if it's hard and if you struggle because that's how you grow. And so what will you leave this with? You'll have an actionable plan that brings you joy and actually motivates you. Like imagine, okay, I remember when I used to try to lose weight all the time. And by the way, I've lost over 100 pounds after my first child. I lost over 70 pounds after my second child. And then I just like stopped paying attention because that was no way to live <laughs> watching the scale all the time. So, but I do remember like buying fitness programs and being like, okay, they said if I just do exactly this, I eat this, I do this exercise, this exact exercise, then everything is going to work out. And it never did, right? <laughs> so it takes, it takes actual like planning and mindset change and just like you have to like go through those uncomfortable feelings to get to the other side. So who else is this now? <laughs> <laughs> Did I say already? Um, yes. Okay. So also the plan that you'll leave with, you'll be able to track metrics against goals that you're trying to get results off of. Like you will have actual uh, measurable goals. Like I said, I've done this before. I've done this so many times, not just losing weight. I've done this. I There was a time where I thought I was going to have to file for bankruptcy. I was in so much debt. I had two, not two mortgages. I had one mortgage and I was paying rent in the city. I had two lawyers that I had to pay for and I was all on my own. And I also had to pay for childcare. That was the hardest time ever. <laughs> my life. But I was able to triple, well, get out of debt first. That was the first thing. But then I was able to triple my salary. And then I was able to create a whole nest egg for my next big investment. And I did that all in like three years. So yeah, it takes a lot of work, hard work and dedication. But if you want it, and you're willing to put in the work, then you can do it. <sighs> okay, what else? What isn't this workshop? I wrote some questions for myself to answer. So this workshop is not a one and done situation. You know where to find me. I'm not going anywhere. Like I said, I'm here on Thursdays. 
for Cannabis Mom Boss, 1 p.m. Eastern, but also available for replay on YouTube, Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Um, and I have the pre-sale link available now. Actually, wait, let me drop it in the um, chat because I think I saw somebody ask. Oh, whoops, I did the wrong thing. All right, I, hold on. <laughs> Whoopsies. See, this is why you have to plan out lives better. Okay, there we go. That one should be clickable. So yeah, like I mentioned earlier, I'm not going live next week, but I have an old episode. I'm going to put that link in the show notes. And what else? Um, the episode that I'm going to release on the pod podcast is with Charlie Patel of Blaze Law Firm. Blaze Responsibly. She's a new instructor at Rutgers um, Cannabis Law Curriculum. She is a true cannabis boss. And if I don't talk to you all, have a beautiful Christmas, Hanukkah, holidays. Um, the pre-sale is going to be up till the 29th, um, at which point it, the price is going to go up. So make sure you get in there quick. Um, I'll definitely make sure the link is in the show notes. But still, if you wanted to sign up, if you're not already signed up, go to CannabisMomBoss.com to be included in all communication. I will be honest. I haven't been the best with my emails. That is also on my manifestation vision board. <laughs> I'll, I'll have to include that all for you guys to see when whoever's joining me. All right, everyone. I hope you have a beautiful day. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. And I'll catch you on the flip side. <laughs>